Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm going to be doing something totally different today. In this episode, I'm going to explore why failure is important, along with lessons that I've learned from a major failure that happened this year. Now, you might be asking yourself, why in the world is Mike doing a show on failure? And what in the world does this have to do with marketing? And what does it have to do with business? Well, Failures are finger posts on the road to achievement is what C.S. Lewis said, and I believe that's true. You know, as we fail, we are pointed in a direction and we learn a lot from our failure and that helps us get better and better. And I think that in today's society, we focus so much on success stories and looking at what works that we often overlook the unspoken road of failure that inevitably leads to every one of those success stories. Said another way, behind every success story is a road of mistakes and a road of errors and a road of dead ends and a road of lots of challenges. And in 2014, I had a big failure, an epic failure, my biggest failure ever. And Many people don't know about it, and this is the first time I've ever actually publicly talked about it. And I thought it'd be really wise to unpack um, what went wrong, the lessons that I learned, and more importantly, to explore why failure is important when it comes to business, when it comes to marketing, and when it comes to your life. So let me start off before I share the story by talking about why I think failure is so important. Henry Ford has this great quote. He said, the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. Let me repeat that again. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. So the moral of the story is that the path that we go down is a path that is meant to have challenges and meant to have mistakes. And it's what strengthens us. It, what, it's what makes us better. And here are some reasons uh, I think you should embrace failure. Number one, it's part of the entrepreneurial journey. And you may or may not be an entrepreneur. Um, If you're not a business owner, perhaps you're a marketer who's out there taking experiments and risks for your company. But I really like the word entrepreneur because if you break down what it actually means, This is really intriguing. If you go to dictionary.com and you type in entrepreneur, this is what you get. A person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. And nearly every definition of the word entrepreneur focuses on risk. So what does that mean? All business breakthrough, all success at its core involves risk. And with risk, comes failure. So that is the first reason why it's really important to focus 
on failure and to think about the fact that it's inevitable and that it's okay and to embrace and give a nice warm hug to failure, if you will. The second thing is that I believe in the philosophy, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, You know, think about this. If you're not willing to try something, if you're not willing to float a new idea and have it be shut down by your boss, or if you're not willing to try to launch a new product to a marketplace and see if anybody likes it, then that opportunity that sits in front of that idea will never manifest. It will never come true. You'll never really grow. And this this concept applies to experiments with your marketing, new products, new companies. And I just want to share with you a little bit of the crazy mistakes that I've made. Social Media Examiner is not my first company. As a matter of fact, I would say it's my third major business venture in the last 18 years. Uh, about 18 and a half years ago, I started my first real company, which was a design agency. And that was very successful. And then I went on around 2001-ish, and I started a new company, which was a writing consultancy. And I wrote white papers, predominantly for you know businesses that were relatively large. And then in 2009, I started a media company that you're familiar with called Social Media Examiner. Along the way, I shut down those prior ventures. But before that, and they were all very successful, but before that, I tried and failed a lot. And these are the four, (laughs) you're going to laugh when you hear these. These are the four different ventures that I tried that were miserable failures. The first one was when I was a kid and it was me and my brother and we would go out in the backyard at night with flashlights and pick night crawlers, worms, and sell them to the local fishermen. It was a big nasty mess. It didn't last very long. I'm thinking maybe a couple weeks and we both gave up on it and we knew that that was not going to be successful. Another one that comes to mind is that when I was a teenager, I was creating video games for the Atari 2600. And um, I had mapped out these really cool video games. I thought I was going to be a video game designer. This is back when it wasn't cool, as you can tell. Those of you old timers, you know what an Atari 2600 is. I mean, we're talking like the early, early age of, of video games. Well, Long and short of it is, um, I got a proposal accepted and then the company ended up going out of business. So the whole you know, effort of trying to create video games was a massive failure. It just didn't work. Then when I was in college, <laughs> you're going to laugh when you hear this, I got this bright idea to buy five and a quarter inch floppy disks um, in mass because I saw them really cheap online. And some of you listening right now are like, what in the world is a five and a quarter inch floppy disk? Well, these were like uh, the precursors to optical, to CDs and and all that kind of stuff. So I bought them in mass and I put flyers up all over campus and I thought I would sell them for cheap. Total failure. (laughs) Then I decided to start another company. I called it Elysium Software. And Elysium Software was a um, software company where I was finding um, software that was... um, open source shareware software that was gambling software and I was trying to sell it and it was a complete failure. So these are just four examples of different things that I tried that just didn't work and were miserable failures. I didn't let it stop me. But, you know, if I didn't have that entrepreneurial spirit, I wouldn't have done any of those things or I would have never gone on to doing what I'm doing now. So that's why I think failure is also very important. <laughs> 
Another thing that I think, and, and perhaps the most important reason why I think you should embrace failure is because new discoveries are born in the ashes of failure. You know, um, if you think about what ashes are, ashes often are breaking things down to the very basic elements of carbon and other kinds of things. And ashes, if you think about forest fires, often what do ashes do? They actually cause new opportunity to grow. They cause new plants to grow up. They cause seeds that were sitting dormant for so many times to actually grow into awesome things like trees. So, you know, when you fail, when you have a crash and burn, when you have a fire, you know, this is what causes you to really learn. You know, there's no, you know, if this has happened to you, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's no better time to reflect on what you've done wrong than the moment after you failed miserably. But there's also nothing like trying, experimenting, failing, and doing it over and over and over again. You may have heard this before, but Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times to create the light bulb. And it wasn't until like the 10,000 and first time that he actually was successful. And of course, we owe a lot to those experiments, don't we? And you may not know, but there's a guy named Harlan Sanders, who um, is also known as Colonel Sanders, who at the age of 65, went to more than 1,000 restaurants trying to sell his chicken recipe. He got rejected every time. It wasn't until he got to 1,009 restaurants that somebody finally said, okay, I'll go ahead and try your chicken recipe. And of course, the rest is history. Kentucky Fried Chicken has got like 18,000 stores all over the world and is one of the largest fast food restaurants on the planet. So in summary, failure is a necessary part of the process of making new discoveries. It's a necessary part of what's, you know, what leads to ultimate success. And here's a great quote by Zig Ziglar. He says, it's not how far you fall, but how high you bounce that counts. Isn't that an awesome quote? (laughs) So with that, let me go ahead and share with you my big failure. (sighs) I have to take a deep breath because, you know, it's not very often that I get in front of the microphone and talk about something that I did wrong. So in July of 2013, I launched mykidsadventures.com. And it was a website designed to help busy working parents like me discover fun activities to do with their kids. And if you're a longtime listener to this show, you may have listened to episode number 49, where Cliff Ravenscraft interviewed me about how I launched My Kids Adventures. And if you want to hear that, um, socialmediaexaminer.com slash 49. And I really don't think I did anything wrong. And as a matter of fact, I think I did everything right as far as the launch goes. Uh, I even ended up launching something new. In 2014, I launched the Parenting Adventures podcast. And um, that was a new show that uh, is a really cool show. Um, but it's not, it's no longer exists. You can find it on in, you know, iTunes if you want. But if you go to episode 97 of this particular show from June of 2014, you'll hear a full episode uh, at the end of the show, at the end of uh, a little opening segment to this show, I took a full episode from the Parenting Adventures podcast and embedded it into this show. Well, in August of 2014, I decided to shut everything down. And um, it was a huge 
and embarrassing failure in my book. Now, let me back up for a minute and kind of tell you what we did, because I want you to understand and and kind of see the lessons that come from all of this. Um, before I started my kids' adventures, we heavily researched the market. Uh, we took a look at all the blogs that were out there on on parenting and kids' activities and all the books that were out there. We did heavy, extensive research, and we saw a hole in the marketplace. We saw an opportunity to bring detailed, non-promotional, how-to fun activities like how to do scavenger hunts and all that uh, to the market. And um, it was, you know, extensive research and it was legitimate opportunity. And the next thing we did was we developed, we spent a lot of money developing a really beautiful design. And uh, we, we created a really spectacular logo. We hired a law firm to see if we could try to trademark everything. Um, we created a lot of really extensive branding and, and design images around adventures and families and uh, we came up with the slogan, Your Guide to Adventure Anywhere. And the big dream that I had, by the way, the reason why I was going to start this company was a couple reasons. Number one, um, I am an entrepreneur. And I thought, you know, Social Media Examiner is clearly doing well. Maybe it's a good time to start another media company. And um, I thought that if I could do the same thing that we did with Social Media Examiner, which we had previously done in the white paper space, if I could do it in the parenting space and build a huge platform, it would allow me to pursue one of my personal um, goals in life, which was to write children's novels. I, I had a dream and still kind of do to write novels that are somewhere between um, C.S. Lewis's The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe and Harry Potter. And I thought to myself, if I could build this huge adventure-based adventure, adventure based platform, um, it would allow me to write children's novels. And, and then ultimately, those novels hopefully would be very successful, and I could make movies out of those novels. And then I could eventually use that money and develop regionalized adventure parks all over the world. And then I could, frankly, become the next Walt Disney. I had a big crazy dream literally to be the next Walt Disney and um, you know that was what was motivating everything that was going on here now I want to share a little bit about how we actually launched this because I want to give you a little bit of context so I'm going to go ahead and um, and play some audio for you right now I recently went to Disneyland and while I was there I realized the last time I had visited was seven years ago. Back then, my youngest wasn't even thought of, and my middle daughter was barely one years old, and my oldest was only three or four years old. Where in the world have those years gone? I've been working so hard for the last seven years that my kids grew up way faster than I realized. But then while I was at the park, it hit me. Wait a second. We are the Indiana Jones generation. Where's that sense of adventure gone? Has my work really taken me away from my family this long? And unfortunately today, my kids are finding adventure by themselves 
with their devices and their game systems. I want to bring a real sense of adventure to my kids. I want to help other parents and grandparents create great adventures with their kids wherever they are. Think back to your childhood. If you're like me, you're hanging on to those awesome road trips and fun adventures. Wouldn't it be cool to take our kids on journeys, explore, create, and experience the awesome wonders of our world? What if there was a free resource, a recipe book, a step-by-step instruction guide that could help folks like me make moments our kids will remember. I decided it was time to build that resource. Sometimes all we need are a few good ideas to spark our creativity. This is My Kids Adventures. Will you join me? Let's bring fun back to the family. Um, can you guys uh, cue up the, uh, the last slide of my presentation? Thank you guys very much. Um, I know this is probably a surprise to you. Like, what in the world does that have to do with social media? Bottom line is My Kids Adventures is a movement that I'm creating. Uh, my Kids Adventures is really all about helping parents create adventures with their kids. This is a personal project for me. This is a passion project for me. And um, think social media examiner for parents and think step-by-step free resource that parents can go to to answer the I'm bored dad, I'm bored mom, I don't know what to do question. And think about the most creative, coolest things that you can do literally inside your house, in your backyard, on the hill behind your house, or at exotic, really cool locations. So basically what you just heard there was my big reveal. I gave my keynote at Social Media Marketing World 2013, and after the keynote, I kind of pulled to Steve Jobs, and I said, hey, wait, there's something more. And um, I went on to um, you know, show that video, which we hired a professional composer to create an original soundtrack. It was really, really nicely done, and uh, got great response. I mean, I cannot tell you how many people came up to me emotional and in tears. Some people were later on in their lives and said, look, I wish that something like this existed when my kids were younger. Um, and, and, and literally it was a resounding, oh my gosh, you've struck a chord. This is huge. Now, this is really, really important. At this point, you know, I had made a decision inside of my brain that if this did not resonate well with this crowd, that I was going to not proceed with my kids' adventures. So this, you could argue, was my kind of experiment because I was doing it in front of a crowd of about a thousand people instead of the big, you know, public announcement to the large audience that we have at Social Media Examiner. And we ended up recruiting people from the crowd and about a hundred people signed up to be part of um, this, what we called our, I forget what we called them, our inside team or whatever. And we literally at Social Media Examiner Um, flew in everybody from the company, had meetings about how we were going to ultimately launch later in the summer. And we split up the list of all the people that said they were interested in helping. And we literally got on the phone with like 70 people and interviewed them to kind of understand how they might be able to help us. So 
this was no small undertaking. This was a massive, massive launch. And I ended up hiring a full-time employee, then two full-time employees, then three more contractors. And then we ended up taking people from the social media examiner team. And very quickly, this became a $30,000 a month project. Yes, $30,000 a month. We invested more than $300,000 in the My Kids Adventures project. So later on, we ultimately launched um, something even even something else called the Parenting Adventures podcast. As a matter of fact, I'll just play a little clip from that. Welcome to the Parenting Adventures podcast. Dad, I'm bored. Heard this before? If so, you're not alone. Grab a torch and join us for Parenting Adventures as we bring fun back to the family. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. So, you know, what we were doing was definitely um, extremely high quality. You know, everything from the podcast to the website to the way we went about doing everything was, you know, the way that I would have loved to launch anything, you know, and I will likely continue to follow the very same game plan. So, you know, what were the results? Well, um, I looked at the Google Analytics just, uh, you know, literally yesterday before recording this podcast, and we've had more than 720,000 people visit the website and more than 1.1 million page views. Sounds pretty good, right? And you might be asking yourself, why in the world did you shut this thing down? You might even be saying to yourself, Mike, that sounds intriguing. I would be interested in that. Well, you know, this is kind of exactly what I thought. I thought, well, you know, um, this is working. I'm just going to keep pouring more and more investment in this. And this is, this is really the big mistake that I made. And this is the key lesson that I want you to take home. Well, there's lots of key lessons. But um, I, I did have a plan on how I was going to monetize mykidsadventures.com. But part of that plan was to first build a movement and build momentum. And a key part of that plan was going to be a way to capture a regular audience that we could communicate with. And despite the fact that we have had so many people visit mykidsadventures.com, um, one of the metrics that was going to be really important to us was email growth. Because we knew that we, we, did, we didn't want to just draw people one-off to our website. We wanted people to want to be fed regularly. And we knew that if we could get them onto an email newsletter list, that would be really important and critical. And at the time of the launch of My Kids Adventures, we had already recruited a thousand people onto our email list with various little marketing campaigns that we were doing. But for the entire next year, we only added about 4,000 more people to our email newsletter list. That was kind of the first red flag. It's like, okay, you know, when you have hundreds of thousands of people visiting a website and only a few thousand of them are interested in getting regular updates, that's a problem. And you might be asking yourself, well, maybe you didn't have a strong enough, you know, um, reason for them to join. And in reality, that's not true. We generated, we, we generated like, um, I don't know, a 15 page ebook with lots of cool little tips and stuff. And we knew it was going to be valuable. We did market research on who our audience was. We did surveys. We got, we had profiles on them. We knew everything about them. Now the challenge was the big assumption that I made. The big assumption that I made was 
that we were going to monetize this website based on passive revenue from advertising. I had looked all over the web and I'd seen how lots of lifestyle based websites were making their money from display advertising. And I assumed, and you know what they say about the word assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. Well, I was making a big ass out of myself and pardon my use of that phraseology, but I assumed that there was a lot of money to be made there because everybody else was doing it. And, you know, we don't take display advertising over at Social Media Examiner. We only did it for a very short period of time. And um, here was the here was the moment that just crushed me. Um, a friend of mine is Holly Homer, and I became friends with her after having her on my podcast, my other podcast. She's got Kids Activities blog. And Holly, her blog is huge. Her blog is bigger than Social Media Examiner as far as pure traffic. And as I got to know Holly, she confessed to me how much she was earning um, for every thousand impressions to her website. I started doing the math on it and I was like, oh my gosh, we are going to earn, if we're lucky, $400 a month on My Kids Adventures for a $30,000 a month investment. That was like shocking and crushing. So, you know, we were going to, we decided we were going to go to blog her and um, this is, we were looking for a Hail Mary. So I don't know, four or five of us from our team flew up to San Francisco and attended blog her. We had a really big dinner and we treated a lot of the higher profile folks in this space to dinner. And we just said, we'd love to get to meet you and get to know you. And throughout the entire conference, I was looking at how a lot of the other quote unquote mommy bloggers um, were running their businesses. And what I learned was that the vast majority of them were not making any money at all. They were making a tiny little pittance and it was a hobby. And those that were were making money were not making enough money to justify the kind of expenses that we were spending at $30,000 a month. In addition, those that were making really good money had physical products or had physical events. And I had no desire to start another event-based business. I think we're doing a great job on the social media side, but I know how much work goes into that. So I made, you know, I came to the realization about a week after I got back from the conference that there was no money to be made with this business model. And I made the very hard decision. I I called everybody on the team together and we had a call and I told them all, we're shutting down My Kids Adventures effective the end of the month. So it was about two and a half weeks after, you know, we, we had, we had gotten back from Blogger, and I said, here's the good news. I'm not letting anyone go. I'm going to absorb everyone into social media examiner, even the contractors. And to this day, every single person is still working with social media examiner because I just, you know, last thing I wanted to do was lose these great people. So I shut it down. And when I say shut it down, I stopped funding it. The phraseology that I used is I sunset the project. My Kids Adventures still exists today, and you can still listen to the podcast. On the final episode of the podcast, episode number 12, I said thank you so much for listening to this 12-part miniseries. I made it sound like it was that way, supposed to be that way all along. 
Um, and I really didn't tell publicly anyone except for all those people that wrote for my kids adventures and all the people inside of social media examiner. So, you know, along the way I made, um, a lot of discoveries, you know, just for example, I'll give you a couple examples, some things that have carried over to social media examiner as a result of the, my kids adventures project all with my kids adventures. Pinterest was a big part of what we were doing. And so was getting visual shares on Facebook. So we hired a designer and we started designing original images for Pinterest and for our articles. And those were shared on the social channels. All of that knowledge about optimizing images for Twitter cards and Facebook open graph and Pinterest, all that knowledge we cross applied over to social media examiner. In addition, along the way, I learned about some really cool plugins that could enhance our site like NRelate was one we started using, which would pull related content um, from our blog and recommend it at the end of an article and help reduce our bounce rate and help people essentially discover other relevant content on our site. We ended up pulling that over to Social Media Examiner. Um, we hired a legal team to um, create terms and conditions for our website and contracts for our writers. And, you know, we, we, started using special e-sign technology to be able to get that all streamlined, photo release technology, just all this kind of stuff that we had to do when we were getting into the parenting space to, to cover our behinds and the whole process of attempting to trademark things. And then we eventually took a lot of that trademark stuff and started applying all that to some of the other products we have on Social Media Examiner. So there were all these little things that we learned along the way that we would have never done had we not actually gone down the path of, you know, experimenting with the My Kids Adventures. Um, so one lesson that I learned that I want, I want you to learn from this expensive lesson, this $300,000 mistake that I made. The first lesson is don't assume that your business model works. You know, my big mistake was I thought that if I just could build the right size audience, I could turn on advertising, I would make all the money in the world. I never did any research into that. I never talked to people to find out how much revenue they're actually generating from advertising to understand what the impression CPM rates are, cost per thousand impressions. Um, I had this, if you build it, they will come model in my head. And that is super dangerous. And I think this is why so many businesses fail today <sighs> because they just have what they think is a great idea. They got a lot of affirmation from lots of people that they think it's a great idea, but they haven't really figured out what the business model is. And you can't figure out the business model as you go. You know, when we launched Social Media Examiner, the business model was proven and clear. We were going to be doing online events. We had done them before. We'd done them on the topic of question. We knew that they worked and we knew that the audience was very interested and we were able to build a multi-million dollar business in the first year by applying absolute proven knowledge. So never assume that the way that you're going to make money really works unless you start talking to other people that are actually doing it. That's, that's a really, really big deal. Um, the second discovery that I learned and take home lesson is that too much success can blind you. Now, right now I'm talking to those of you that have been very successful. Maybe you're just really good at marketing or maybe you've got a really great platform already. 
And, you know, some of my friends had told me, quote unquote, Mike, everything you touch turns to gold. And these are friends that are very well known in the industry. And I believe them. And that was a big mistake. I should have never believed them <laughs> because it's not true. Not everything I touch turns to gold. And it's just one of these lies that we tell ourselves to justify what we're, what we're doing. Um, and by the way, I'm not regretting at all the decisions that I made. I would do it all over again. Um, but, you know, I have learned moving forward, I really should not be too sure of myself. Because if you're too sure that you have what it takes and that you'll just figure it out as you go, um, that's that's that could lead to extremely costly mistakes. And there are plenty of people that, that go out there and say, just go after your passion. But I say baloney. You know, My Kids Adventures was my passion and I failed miserably at it. And in my book, I should have succeeded because I felt like I knew everything there was to know about how to create great content how to get it out there, and how to how to build a big audience. What I didn't understand was ultimately how I was going to make money. And, you know, when you're used to winning, you can become very complacent. And you see this happen with sports teams all the time. They're, you know, if they've got this track record and they think they're winners, then they're not out there constantly experimenting. They're not out there trying new things. And in the end, you can become very complacent and very much think, you know, I, I know all I need to know. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to throw money at it. And you know, you can get to the point where you keep throwing money at it. And that's what I did. I kept throwing money. I kept hiring more and more people. I kept thinking that was what was necessary. And you know, one of the things that I forgot was that when I started social media examiner, it took a massive, massive amount of my personal time, massive sacrifice. And you know, I did not invest as much of my personal time into my kids' adventures as I, as I thought I would because I already had an existing successful company. So, so far, two big lessons. Don't assume your business model works and too much success can blind you. Another major lesson that I learned along the way that I've always known is that a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. And you probably have heard this philosophy before. It's a hunting philosophy where if you've got a clear shot at uh, a bird that's right in front of you, and there's two in the bush. By going after the two that are in the bush, you might lose all of them. And I learned that go that going after a dream that I had while already running a successful dream company, and Social Media Examiner is the most successful thing that I've ever done, and I love it. By going after that other dream while running this company is really a recipe for disaster. Why? Because I was distracted. I was stressed. I wasn't there for my kids, which is one of the reasons I wanted to start my kids' adventures. I was so busy running Social Media Examiner and trying to run this new venture that I had almost no energy left to do any of the kinds of things that I wanted to do with my kids. And you know what? After shutting down my kids' adventures, my <laughs> life has gotten a lot more manageable. I've been much more focused on making my company, Social Media Examiner, a better company. As a matter of fact, you're going to discover in the coming weeks some of the coolest things that we've ever done before that are coming. Um, and, you know, I read this great book, which I would strongly recommend by Dr. Henry Cloud. And I will tell you, I do not read a lot of books. I listen to podcasts. I don't read a lot of books. This is a necessary book. It's called Necessary Endings. 
And the subtitle is The Employees, Businesses, and Relationships That All of Us Have to Give Up in Order to Move Forward. This book is literally brilliant. It's a godsend. In this book, Henry Cloud talks about an analogy of a rose bush. And what he says is that a rose bush, when growing wild, produces more rosebuds or flowers than the actual bush can sustain. And what ends up happening is nothing in the bush ends up growing to its full potential until many of those, um, if you will, branches are, are pruned, are trimmed, are cut off. It's not until the less producing branches are literally removed from the tree that the tree can become all that it was meant to be. And I got to tell you, this is such a powerful analogy. Because when I cut this big old branch off of Social Media Examiner called My Kids Adventures, and I reallocated all the energy of this company into what is really working well, things started blossoming in a way that I never could have possibly imagined. So in summary, my hope is that you get inspired by my miserable failure And that you actually embrace failure and that you begin to realize that it's a very natural and necessary part of the growth process of your life, of your business, and of marketing. Have you had some big failures in your life? I'd love to hear from you. I know I'm not the only one out there that has experienced failures. Has this podcast helped you in any way? Be sure to leave a comment in the show notes and I'll tell you how to do that in just a second. Well, I hope you got a lot out of my raw and realistic experience that happened this year, and I hope it inspires you to really embrace change. Please leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about this episode, socialmediaexaminer.com slash 125, stands for episode 125. Also, if you're not a regular subscriber to the show, please do hit the subscription button on your podcast player of choice. And I also want to remind you to check out Social Media Marketing World 2015 coming this April, this spring. Uh, You can check it out at socialmediaworld15.com. I would love to get a chance to meet you in person. And uh, it's just an amazing event where we've got literally hundreds of speakers and more than 100 sessions all about social media marketing. If you're interested in sponsoring that event, please do email emily at socialmediaexaminer.com. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. And may you embrace failure. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.